Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Andy Linton here. Welcome to Capital Irish. Um, this is our my final program of the year. We've probably got a couple more to squeeze in before uh, we end, end our 2021. Um, I'm recording this at home. Uh, the studios at Wellington Access Radio are closed at the moment for refurbishment, so we are having to make do with um, home computer recording and uh, my technical skills rather than the people who normally look after me. Um, this evening I've got uh, some bits of music for you and some bits of news and whimsy and sort of things to think about um, and uh, we'll see how we get on. Um, last weekend I was down in Christchurch at uh, an event called Cush Farraga by the seaside and uh, it was for um, traditional musicians who'd got together to play some music together and over 30 musicians had uh, come down from various parts of the country, some from the North Island and various parts of the South Island. Um, the Ambassador, Peter Ryan, turned up. Uh, I think he had a good time. I know we did. Um, and uh, we played some tunes and uh, had a bit of crack and so on. And a few people from Christchurch came out to have a listen, and that was great. It's the second one of these uh, low-key pop-up events we've had in recent months. We had a similar thing in Nelson in August, and uh, various noises were made that we might think about doing some more of these around the country. Um, so who knows, Wellington might be the next one. And of course, if that happens, we'll let you know uh, what's happening and you'll get a chance to come up, come along to uh, hear some uh, nice trad music played by some people from all over New Zealand. Uh, right now, of course, it is just people from New Zealand because uh, there's nobody else getting in here. So we have to make this work for ourselves. There's a reel called uh, Christmas Eve, and I think we probably played this uh, at the weekend, but certainly it's one of those tunes that, because of its name, uh, gets uh, picked up around this time of the year, and people play it a bit and then forget about it till this time next year. So um, I thought we'd uh, start our music off this evening with, uh, with that tune, and here it is.
So that was a tune called Christmas Eve. It's only a couple of weeks to Christmas, so I think it's fair enough to have some Christmas-themed songs. I think we're very lucky here in New Zealand that we uh, can all move about freely, but I suspect that uh, I, like many of you, have family and friends around the world in places where it's much less safe, um, especially in Ireland and in the UK. Um, so I've been watching with interest this week the start of um, vir- vaccination rollout for the virus in the UK. I spotted that the uh, first person to get the COVID vaccine who isn't part of a trial is a woman in Coventry. But she's originally a woman from uh, County Fermanagh, from Enniskillen, a woman called Margaret Keenan, and she's lived in England for 60 years, and she's just 90, nearly 91 at the moment. So um, that's good to see that sort of thing happening. And I also see that the first vaccination on the island of Ireland has happened in Belfast. I was a young nurse who uh, is a sister who's in charge of a vaccination programme, and so, of course, protecting the health workers is going to be fairly vital. Um, we are away behind that here in New Zealand because we haven't had that pressure to have it and of course in Ireland uh, they're waiting to, for sort of final approval from the EU for all this stuff and then they'll have to roll it out. I talked with my sister in London this morning and uh, she says it can't come soon enough but she's realistic that they won't really see much in terms of vaccines until for them until Easter time until many many people have been vaccinated and uh, begins to provide general protection in the community. So uh, hopefully um, over 2021 we'll see that stuff rolling out both here and elsewhere, which will make it at least safer for us to travel to uh, outside New Zealand and of course for people to travel here safely and uh, keep us safe and but still allow us to open up our borders. And of course, while we're thinking about whether borders are open or closed, um, there's a whole lot of stuff going on back in uh, Britain and Europe and the negotiations about how Britain leaves the EU. And of course, um, there's been a lot of focus in Ireland, both north and south, about what that means in terms of the Good Friday Agreement and the Withdrawal Agreement and where the border would be and where the border wouldn't be. And I see that they've made a lot of progress this week um, to this idea of a Northern Ireland protocol, which means that Northern Ireland will be in both the EU and the UK. Um, Michael Gove in the UK said that uh, Northern Ireland would have the best of both worlds. It sort of kind of begs the question for everybody else in the UK who clearly isn't getting the best of both worlds, which probably they could have kept if they stayed where they were. Anyway, um, Good to see that happening and uh, paradoxically it may mean that for Northern Ireland that during the Troubles nobody would have touched investing there with a barge pole because it was too risky. It may actually create an environment where it makes sense to um, open businesses or whatever there because you'll get access to the EU and you'll get access to the British market as well in a way that nobody else will. So who knows, watch this space. Um it's a very interesting time, I think, for in Irish history where Northern Ireland, uh, although a, a large group of people there still want to be part of Britain, I would bet that if you actually pinned a, boat of, a bunch of English politicians, they'd be glad to get rid of them. And uh, 
would throw them under the bus if it felt in their uh, interest to do so. And I don't think that has um, quite finished just yet. I also see that uh, in terms of keeping Northern Ireland um, moving forward or things happening there that keep them in the 21st century, that uh, at last they've caught up with uh, same-sex marriage in Northern Ireland uh, compared with the Republic. And uh, as of this week, uh, people who had civil partnerships or what we call civil unions here will be able to convert those to uh, full uh, full marriage, um, which means that the law is sort of parity with the changes that happened in the South in 2015, I think it was. Um, paradoxically, the change happened in Northern Ireland because the Stormont Assembly wasn't meeting. So in London, they went, well, we think people in Northern Ireland should have the same rights as everybody in the rest of the UK. So we're going to bring this in. And uh, because of the way the Assembly is structured in Northern Ireland, they couldn't reverse it because the veto process wouldn't allow that to happen. So uh, interesting. Uh, sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for or you know the law of unintended consequences and so on. So um, I think the first two people who uh, are made that conversion or made the change uh, did that this week. Um, there's a couple of women... Uh, who had been uh, strong protagonists for uh, same-sex marriage in Northern Ireland, and uh, they've now got their wish, which I think is a positive thing. One of the advantages of uh, recording this at home is that I can look out of the window at the beautiful Pahutakawas tree that is just outside my window, um, and I can see the buds on it getting ready to uh, burst into that gorgeous colour we get here at this time of year. Um, and of course, um, that sounds like a cue for a song, and it exactly is going to be exactly that. So the next piece we've got is a little song called New Zealand Christmas Tree, and it's by the Wellington International Ukulele Orchestra, recorded a few years back. And so um, here's that song for you now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tone. When you see them in December, each bloom a scarlet ember, then forever you'll remember New Zealand's Christmas tree. Each Pohutakawa showing, it's time for mistletoe. Time that silvery stars were glowing on every Christmas tree. Christmas tree 
So that was New Zealand Christmas Tree uh, with the Wellington International Ukulele Orchestra. It's been a funny old year. Uh, I think it was Robert Burns, uh, the poet, Scottish poet, said the best laid plans of mice and men gang after Gly, and this has certainly been a year for it. Um, Some of us have planned holidays abroad and have family come and visit us. Um, We had events planned here and they got cancelled. And uh, it's been uncertainty all round. A few programmes ago I had uh, Pat Higgins on to talk about his new book. And Pat had planned to have a book launch and, you know, have people come and hear the bits of the book and maybe buy a copy and so on. And he tried a couple of times before he actually got that to stick. Um, But eventually he did and went to... Uh, there's a little bookshop on Adelaide Road called Another Chapter Bookshop. Uh, it's run by a, a woman from just outside Belfast, a woman called Lorna Bingham. Uh, give her a shot there and give her some buy some books from her if you get the chance. But anyway, Pat had the bookshop, uh, the launch at the bookshop, and uh, there was a little bit of a, a scene where he enact, acted out one of the characters and other people came and did the same thing, and it was a bit of fun. And... Uh, we able to buy a copy of the book and uh, when he was on before all I had had a chance was to do was read the first chapter of it and I'd like that quite a lot um, but I've read the whole book now and a good few of my friends have read the book and I reckon it's it's pretty neat it's pretty good um, Pat has a nice sort of ear for dialogue and the story's told through dialogue and it's basically family history with a bit of poetic license uh, layered over the top because of course uh, the book set back in the 1920s and 30s and he wasn't there at the time so he's having to invent what was going on as well as um, try and catch the history of some of his family. Um, I'm not going to give the plot away and so on because uh, you need to read it but um, if you want something uh, for Christmas for people uh, I think you can probably still get copies of it up at um, Lorna's bookshop so uh, it'd be quite a good uh, present to give people I don't know about you but uh, over the years that I've been living out here the number of Christmas cards I get and send has gone down whether that's just me or that's sort of a general observation on life um, I got two Christmas cards from the same person this year I got one in March which was actually posted a bit late last year in Scotland and eventually got here just in time for my birthday um, on lockdown which was kind of nice to have the Christmas card and then they must have got on their act together and got one away and I got it in November this year but uh, in general I don't bother um, and I don't seem to get very many and the two things may be linked but anyway here's a song for you called uh, Christmas Card and uh, this is for you and yours and uh, if um, you like this, it's by a band called the Funky String Band, who is a Scottish slash Australian collaboration. And here's their little song called Christmas Card.
We were best friends, we hung together Two young boys who just left school With all the world to try The years have flown, we never phone Life's become quite hectic But is that the reason why This laziness or plain indifference Days are filled with things to do We don't know where to start When we cross paths We make a huge fuss We do the math how long it's been But see we've grown apart Christmas cards can seem so insincere The only time you've heard from me this year Me I'm feeling happy in myself Wish you best of luck and best of health. I got a call about the funeral. I just couldn't make it. So I sent his wife a card I think about Great times together Drinking in the Grand Hotel When talking wasn't hard Christmas cards can seem so insincere The only time I've heard from you this year Me, I'm feeling happy in myself Best of luck, best of health We were best friends We hung together Two young boys who just left school Smorgasbord to try The years have flown We didn't find Life became quite hectic That was the reason why Life became quite hectic But was that the reason why So that was the funky string band with Christmas Card Every month or so I get a newsletter from the Irish Embassy here, based in Wellington. And uh, they have stories in there about Irish people living in New Zealand or some other connection between New Zealand and Ireland. Um, And there was one this month about some New Zealand soldiers who, in the First World War, ended up being buried in Northern Ireland. And you sort of wonder about that. And then you read more and you see that there were actually people who had left Northern Ireland, or left Ireland as it would have been at that time, before the First World War and um, come out here and gone back to fight in the war and ended up being killed and being buried where they'd been born, um, back in a family plot or something. And uh, it got me thinking about people who pick up and go and uh, why do they do it? Why do we do it? How did we end up here? Did we leave something get away from something or to be go towards something and I suspect the answer is not as simple 
black and white thing at all. Um, and I found myself thinking about uh, my great uncle James. Um, James Linton left uh, Ireland in 1926. He was born in County Antrim. Uh, 1907 he was born. And as a young man of 18, 17 or 18, um, he picked up and left and ended up in uh, New Zealand um, and uh, had met a woman on the boat uh, called Daisy Harper and I got married at some point a few years after they'd got here and the two of them fetched up in Martin which is between Funganui and Palmerston North and I think they lived probably a fairly plain and ordinary life but James uh in 1939 or thereabouts enlisted in the New Zealand army and went off to war um, despite the fact that he'd seen two brothers die as a result of World War I uh, he was willing to go and he was lucky enough to survive and eventually uh, died in Martin in 1968 so he wasn't an old man he was 61 when he died and apparently had a heart attack in the street and uh, is buried there in Martin and a bit later Daisy was buried uh, near where he is so it just got me thinking about uh, us as migrants you know we pick up and we go and our lives change dramatically because we've left things behind and we end up here and of course you can wonder about what future generations will look back on us and our motivations for us coming and why we fetched up in New Zealand They say there's events that happen and you remember exactly where you were or what you were doing at the time. Um, 40 years ago this week, John Lennon was shot in New York and I remember being living in Scotland at the time and I remember where I was and what I was doing. So uh, that's sort of certainly one of those moments for me. The song I'd like to play for uh, the end of the programme is John Lennon's uh, Happy Christmas War Is Over. And uh, I think it's uh, a great song. It was written in 1971 at the height of the Vietnam War. Lennon was a stone shanty war uh, person and uh, a number of his songs reflect that. And uh, let's hope for that for 2021. It's, um, as he said in the song, let's hope it's a good one without any fear. So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And a new one just begun And so this is Christmas I hope you have fun The near and the dear ones The Christmas for black and for 
You've been listening to Capital Irish on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM thanks to the generosity of our sponsors. We couldn't be here without them. Our sponsors are Wellington Irish Trust, Susie and Peter McGuinness, Hot Valley Irish Society and Butler's Chocolates. A very big thank you from all of us on the Capital Irish team. That programme was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.